This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hour number three of the G-Bag Nation. About to catch up with our guy Brian Baldinger. Our Odyssey NFL insider, always a treat when we get to talk football with Baldy. We've got our top 10 coming up on the other side. And Zach Martin, Cowboys All-Pro guard, going to join us 445, 5 o'clock-ish. But right now, without further ado, we are joined by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey original podcast, In the Huddle, with Jason Locke and Four and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL. Baldy, how are you, sir? Uh, Well, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I'm doing fantastic. I'm in a good spot. And life is good, so it's good to be with you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you as well. Now, earlier we were having a conversation uh, because Gronk was kind of taking some shots at Micah for talking about other teams. And I wonder, in your opinion, because I know your affinity for Micah, and and we we love him as well, but is he an untouchable type of player? Is there any circumstance in which if you're an owner of a team, you would trade Micah Parsons? Hell no. Never. No. I would lock him up for as long as I could lock him up. I wouldn't let that guy go. You can't. That guy is in maybe a draft every seven, eight, ten years. Um, no, I wouldn't let that guy go. He's the most valuable guy on the team. Agreed. Yeah, I, I tell you, we were, it's funny we were talking because Baldy, we were thinking about all the things. Could what kind? If you okay, just we play a game with us here though. What kind of haul could you get for a guy like that? Could you fix yeah, your but, your quarterback situation? Could you fix your tackle situation? Could you fix your linebacker? I guess the linebacker. Yeah. He's the linebacker. You're losing one. But, but like, what kind of haul could you get? Is it something that could – because the Cowboys, the way they currently are right now, what, 11, 12-win team, team, right? Good team? They're a good team right now. I mean, they need linebackers. Um, you know, I think that's uh, a, a real sore spot right now, just looking at the changes they made last week. Sure. Uh, going against the Dolphins. But, I mean, if you ask Bill Parcells in 1983, hey, we got to fix this team. You want to trade LT? He'd, like, look at you like you were, you know, from the loony bin. Like, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's ways to fix your team. But you don't do it at the expense of losing your most valuable commodity. Right. And a guy that can change the game on any given play. And I don't know where the pass rush is without him, to be honest with you. I don't see anybody else getting to the quarterback. Um, he's basically – it's basically a one-man band. I mean – you look around the league and you look at different teams, they got at least two guys, sometimes three, sure. depending where you're looking right now, at guys that can get to the quarterback. But I, I don't see anybody else in Dallas winning one-on-ones right now. Well, Baldy, you mentioned the loss in Miami. What were your thoughts? It seemed like the Cowboys had it's certainly an opportunity to win it. Might have liked one get, get away there. I thought it was disappointing, you know, to see Miami go 10 plays, 66 yards, and kick the field goal like that. I mean, they made it look way too easy. And I thought the Cowboys made it easy on them. I didn't think they challenged the receivers near enough. You know, they lost Gilmore for a play. Wright came in and gave them a five-yard – he's 10 yards off the ball. Like, you know, you you could tell that Tua wasn't in any way 
going to hold the ball longer than two seconds. Right. So and when that happens, like you're not worried about the home run ball at that point. You just like challenge every single throw. Like, I mean, I'm not here to second guess Dan Quinn. You know, I mean, he's obviously, you know, a great coach, but I just thought they should have challenged him a lot more, especially with Kendall Lamb at right tackle. Sure. Some of the guys that were on that line, like I would have challenged them a lot more on that final drive than what they did. Than what they did. Yeah, Baldy, I, you know, a lot was made about what happened with, you know, when you're watching the tape, the the, the, the shots or the lack of, you felt like that, what was Dak, and you're really good at breaking all this stuff down when it's defensive stuff. Did, did they do anything different to him once they kind of figured out, okay, CD's not going to kill us in this game? Did you see anything that caused Dak to pull some pull some balls down, and, and, and or was it really the what the lack of the offensive line or the confidence it maybe had in the left tackle spot? Yeah, well, I don't think he had much confidence in the left tackle spot. Yeah, um, yeah, you know. So I mean, I think that was an issue. Obviously, he got hit early, you know, and um, you know, and I think he wanted to pull the trigger to CD a couple of times, and you know, he's busy navigating the pocket and probably not locating him, you know, because he was open. Uh, a bunch in the game, obviously, you know, uh, yeah. but I think he wanted to go to him a little bit more than they did. And then, you know, they didn't run the ball particularly well. And it was just disappointing to see Pollard on a pitch, you know, the opening drive, like you got to score there. Yeah. That, that, he's, you know, I, I don't care what back you are. Like you got to score. And then to see Luke, just, you know, I don't, I don't know what he was doing. The ball is right in his belly. It's a, it's a good handoff. Like, I don't know if Dak, t- I'm, I'm not listening to the, sh- the shows down there guys, but yeah. like, I, I, he doesn't even look like he's expecting the ball, you know, yeah. the plays for him. And so, you know, to come away with nothing right there. And then look, that didn't lose the game for him. They had other opportunities. Um, obviously CD makes it go and they, they, you know, they lined him up in the backfield. They ran him on reverses. They got the ball to him, um, especially in that first quarter. It was, and I think they wanted to keep going to him. The, the, the protection issues just, you know, kept showing up, you know, time and time again. Baldy was. Do you think there's with the road woes they're having a little bit uh, a lack of attention to detail? Is that something that we can point fingers at a little bit? Uh, you know, like look, Ty- Tyron was playing at a very high level. This sure. is just a big drop off. Uh, I thought honestly, though, I thought uh, Miami's defensive line won that game. You know, won the line of scrimmage, yeah. and that's disappointing. I don't, is that lack of detail? Is that attention to detail? I don't know. They they didn't they didn't dominate the line of scrimmage the way I think they they're capable of. Sure. Um, to see Sealer and Chubb and Wilkins have the success they had, um, you know, it starts up front, and you know I thought that they lost that battle in that game. Did the blitz? It looked like to me, Baldy, and protection you mentioned that they didn't handle the blitz game very well, and and, that, and it seems odd in week sixteen that you would have trouble with blitz pickup things. It, it, mm. it, that's not all left tackle though, right? No, I know, no, I know, no. I know he had a couple of issues, but yeah, he did. But yeah. they, they they struggled. It seemed like hots were a problem in this game. Well, I'm not sure, like if teams even believe in hots anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I see these quarterbacks on the blitz that you're talking about. Sure, and you know you get these weak side blitzes. Okay, it's an overload blitz. All right, what's what's your side adjust? What's <laughs> yeah. your hot read? I'm watching Philly the other day. Right, and they don't have any answer to it. And then I see the same thing in Dallas, and I'm going, it used to be automatic. Automatic. Like, okay, you, yeah. it's automatic, like, okay, this is our answer to your overloads right here. We're, we're going to 
like shut, cut your route off and here's the throw and hit the void. And I, I see this league wide. It's, it feels like it's an epidemic. And if a quarterback, like it always falls on a quarterback, but if the quarterback doesn't have an answer to your riddle, like whose fault is that? Right. And I see it around the league right now. Yeah, that's why I asked you the attention to detail question because to me, I'm I'm the same way. I mean, I I never played in the NFL, but I was in the NFL long enough to know that when somebody yeah. came weak side, when, and I understand what Steele did. I understand Steele blocks down. He takes first threat, and right. now the quarterback's responsible, and Cooks is looking for the ball, and I'm and Dak's right. looking at him like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to throw you the ball here yeah. for five yards? You know, it, it, no, it looks, gonna, it, looks yeah. it looks obvious to us. Yeah, it looks obvious to us, and that's where it's got to go. Right. You know, I mean, this is, and sometimes you know, defenses will do that to set a trap. Like, okay, right. trap. We yeah. We know you're going to throw it hot, and then we're going to tackle the hot, and you're not going to get the first down. Right. But at least it, it it saves a negative play. Right. Um. You know, you still got to make the tackle, and there are other options besides just the hot. You know. Uh. But it's good to have that option. Right. Um. You know these situations. Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL insider, with us here in the G Bag Nation. You know, we talk about the offensive line struggle, and clearly, having not having Tyron is huge. The Cowboys seem to have committed. Tyler Smith is a left guard. We're going to leave him at guard because that's a topic we've talked about. If Tyron's not available, should you kick Tyler out to left tackle and then slide maybe a, a TJ Bass in at left guard? Do, do you think that's the smart move? Just leave Tyler at, at left guard, let him work. Mm, I know they they did this last year with them back and forth. Uh, I I trust. Tyler Smith at left tackle over, yeah. you know, Adoga any day, sure. every day. Um, you know, especially if you're, if these games are so magnified right now that, I mean, I Bass looked, you know, just, he looked fine. You know, when Zach had to come out of the game mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, uh, I, I, I want my best five in there, you know, and I, I know Tyler can play out there. I, yes, I know he's probably been guilty of, you know, too many penalties at times mm-hmm. and maybe it gets a little too aggressive at times, but, like, I, I feel like he can win out there against Mo- – Bradley Chubb is not a great pass rusher. He's got good stats this year mm-hmm. because of breakdowns and stuff. But I, I, I feel like Tyler could line up and handle Tyler Smith. I, I think if Aiden Hutchinson's out there this week or whoever else they might put out there, like, I, I, I trust him to win and be able to hold up. Baldy, just some thoughts about the Detroit Lions. And, and I know you, you do a great job of studying the entire league, but – some thoughts about the Lions, Dan Campbell, what they're doing offensively. Anything you want to throw out there about what you kind of feel like the matchup's going to be this weekend? Well, you look at their one-two punch in the run game. You know, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, they're as good as anybody in the league. Yeah, um, Mon- Montgomery, like the reason why Dan signed him is because, like, he watched him when he was in Detroit and Chicago just break one tackle after another. He's very, very physical, and he runs through contact. And then Gibbs is just like this home run hitting ability. That's a great, and their line is as good as anybody's. And so they've had their injuries. Ragnall's been in and out. And, but, you know, you look at Penny Sewell, like I, whoever's got a line up in front of that guy, there's not many people that can move bodies the way he does. Yeah. And then if you look at what Ben Johnson does and the way they get the running game cranked up, they do a lot. And this Sam Laporta is a really good player. They do a lot with their tight ends in the run game, but the, but Laporta is a really good receiver. So they've got, but they've got flexibility, and then really it comes down to honestly, if Jared Goff doesn't turn the ball over, that team's going to score thirty points. Yeah, they're just that good. Uh, but if they turn it over like they did against Green Bay and against Chicago, um, you know, you you get ten possessions in a game, you're turning over four times, you're not scoring thirty points, and so that's kind of where it's at right now with them. 
Jimmy Johnson's going to be inducted into the Ring of Honor at halftime on Saturday against the Lions. I, I believe you were with the Eagles during Jimmy's time with the Cowboys and, and starting that Super Bowl era. Do you have any memories playing against those Jimmy Johnson Cowboys, or have you had any run-ins with Jimmy Johnson post-playing career? I remember uh, in 92, the year the Cowboys won their first Super Bowl with Jimmy, we were, uh, we were playing them in Philly on a Monday night. We were both undefeated. I was with the Eagles then. We were both 3-0. and We are playing a Monday night game at the Vet. And it's like, it's, I mean, the whole city is lit. And it's, it's a huge game league-wide. And I remember Sean, uh, Jim McMahon was our backup quarterback. And his son's Sean's 10th birthday. Yeah. And he bought him a remote-controlled truck. So, Jimmy, all, all Jim McMahon wanted to do was have fun. So he takes the remote-controlled truck down on the field before the game, pregame, and he just – like he, he, he guided the truck to attack Jimmy Johnson, who was pacing the field <laughs> down at the vet. Like, like you know, the hair is like yeah. frozen, yeah. and the look is just like he's just going up and down. And Jim McMahon's on this bench. We're all down there just cracking up, and it's like a dog. We're sicking a dog at Jimmy Johnson, <laughs> and he doesn't know where it's coming from or who's doing it, and he's kicking it, and it's frustrating him, and we can't be laughing any harder. And then we knocked Stepnowski out of the game Ooh. on an interception, and we just – destroyed them that night and of course they they destroyed us in the playoff game in january when it really counted but i just remember like breaking jimmy johnson's concentration <laughs> down in the field you know and you know this ring of honor obviously has taken way too long um nobody no, no, we still haven't seen a you know a guy turn a franchise around the way jimmy johnson did you know from 89 to you know 95 or 94 whatever it was Baldy, I, I'm going to test you again on your 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 knowledge of the league, which, I, again, I, I think is so impressive. Who do you not want to play right now, the Rams or the Buccaneers? Uh, that's a great question, Coach. I like, honestly, uh, the Rams. Uh, you know, the Rams went to Baltimore. We just saw what Baltimore did to San Francisco. Yeah, the Rams went there. Yeah. And they put up 31. They lost in overtime on a punt return for a touchdown. Right. But, I mean, they – the, the riddle that the Ravens matchup zone defense is, it, it didn't fool Matt Stafford in this Rams offense right now. Kyron Williams is as good as any back in this league right now. Um, he leads the league right now in yards per game. Um, and so they, they're, they're cooking right now. The Tampa, like, look, Baker's playing great football. They won four in a row. But I feel like the Rams are more dangerous. They play San Francisco week 18. Yeah. Um, they – and I, I think that's going to be a playoff game all by itself. What do you think of that Ravens 49ers matchup with the Ravens just beating down San Francisco? Well, that, you know, this, this defense that the Ravens play, it's a conundrum. You know, they play this matchup zone, um, and it, it's just exactly that. It's zone all 11 eyes. Like, you can run all the pre-snap motions and shifts and formations. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. They, they don't even blink. They got 11 eyes on a quarterback, and then you come into the, their zone, they match you up. They spot drop, and they're, they're so good at it. They don't get fooled. Their safeties are playing deep. You can't get it over their heads. Um, you know, and then they got speed at linebacker to clean up any mess. And then, oh, by the way, they lead the league in sacks. So yeah. they've, they've got everything going for them. Now, they lost, Kyle, they lost Kyle Hamilton, which is a big loss. We'll see how that plays out. Geno Stone has played well in his, uh, at safety this year. So, but they're very well coached. Mike McDonald is – He's the defensive genius out there right now. I wouldn't. I would imagine every team in this league that's looking for a coaching change. Mm-hmm. We always think offense. 
I would want that defense that the Ravens are playing. Is that the best defense to play against anything that's going in the league right now? I mean, I you talk so. about the match. Like you're, we're all trying to find ways to stop McVeigh and and, yeah. and Shanahan, Shanahan and all these yep. guys, and you need to find a defense. I think these defensive coordinators are catching up with some of these offensive coaches, though. Well, you know, it's interesting because obviously Miami plays in Baltimore this weekend, and Miami does a lot of the things that the 49ers do. Right. You know, same system. And it'll be interesting to see if Mike McDaniel, you know, this would be a great, you know, study. I don't know if he would reveal it, but after the game, how much did he learn from the 49ers' problems against his defense, and what did he instill or install to try to counter it? And I'm, I'm anxious to kind of watch that game and study that game to see if he, if he gleaned anything from the 49ers' problems. Baldy, my final question again, it's about the Ravens. Is there a more disciplined team on defense? And you mentioned the eyes and on the quarterback. Is there a more no. disciplined defensive team in the league? I, mean, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, like Cleveland is very disciplined, but they're a completely different defense. They're, they're a heavy, strong man-to-man defense with a really powerful front. So they marry their, their coverage and their, and their pressure. But the way that the Ravens play, you have to be disciplined in your yeah. drops. And when you, you know, like when you match up and where you, where you get to and understanding route combinations and, and everything that they do, I think they, they do a lot in the film study. And, and then how they, you know, even the second interception last week, they had a, a double corner cat blitz on yeah. with the safeties just sitting on the top. And that's when the ball got batted down by Brandon Stevens and Marlon Humphrey intercepted it. But you don't see many double, maybe Kansas city might sure. do a double corner cat like that. But there are a lot of teams that are afraid to do that, you know, against that offense to do that. Well, I'll tell you what, I was impressed with what Jim Swartz has done at Cleveland. I watched Ooh, that yep. tape against San Francisco when he's playing with a robber, like down the middle yeah. and he's taking away all the crossers and stuff. I'm thinking, man, these son of a guns are brilliant when it comes to well, defending these guys. Well, they, they, they weren't afraid to play those, you know, Debo and Ayuk and them in man coverage. Right. Across the field. A lot of teams are afraid to do that. And then that's where they want to attack. They want to attack the middle of the field. Yeah. And so you rob them of that middle of the field, the quarterback all of a sudden is, you know, is holding on to that ball a sure. little bit longer than he wants to. Yeah. Baldy, I know it's still early in the week, but are you picking the Cowboys to beat the Lions? Uh, I feel like this game is going to be in the 30s. Like, I think both offenses are going to have a lot of success. And yeah. honestly, if the Cowboys, they, they live off turnovers when they're really rolling at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it'll be interesting to see if, if they can get Goff to, you know, throw one or two up or put one or two on the carpet. If that happens, then I think the Cowboys – can win this game, but if they don't, I think this thing is going to be a lot like last week. Yeah. Who has the ball last? Sure. And can you stop a team from going down the field to go kick the winning field goal or touchdown? You're the best, man. Thank you so much for jumping on with yeah. us. Have a happy new year. Enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Enjoy that game Saturday night. I'll talk to you next week. Sounds we good. Will. Thank you. There he is. That was our Odyssey NFL insider, Brian Baldinger. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Baldy, always Love the talking best. to him. And did, will you just stop with the trading of 11? Come on. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, he there? shot that down. I, yeah, it wasn't me did. trading. I was just trying Finally, to. Finally, somebody with a brain. I tell you what, I was just trying. Like I say, it just, it's radio conversation. It man. is just radio conversation. Yep. We would never do that. No. Nope. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.